Fox Sports 1480 AM, 102.5 FM, The Gambler. In Philly, there's a group that brings diehard sports fans together as one big family through tailgate and rope trips. Now the guys from Green Legion are bringing the tailgate to the airwaves. Quimby, Hollis Tank Thomas, Michael Diaz, and Chris Sack always keep the party going, so crack a beer. Take a shot and join the virtual tailgate now on Green Legion Radio. All right, everybody, Green Legion Radio on Fox Sports, the Gambler 102.5 FM Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. My name is Quimby. I am your host for the evening, joined once again by five incredible hosts with the most, one hostess with the most. I guess we have to say that now. We don't. We don't? Are you sure? I'm sure. Are you looking in the camera and what are you thinking right now? Everybody, real fast, going around our producer to my right, Kyle slash Lonemaker. What's up, brother? What's going on? Next to him, Super Sam Ross, getting ready to exercise her microphone tonight. I do my best. There you go. See, she's learning. She's learning. Skipping over one, but uh, one person, real fast, going over to the corner. Well, let's go to the Conchi corner right now. <laughs> you know him shut up, Diaz, Mr. Michael Diaz. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm looking forward to the airing of grievances this uh, later on the show today. I got a ton. Well, yeah? <laughs> Surprise. And thank God I have the mute button. <laughs> and, of course, number 78 in your program, number one in your heart, 10-year NFL vet with the Philadelphia Eagles, 15-year NFL vet in total, Mr. Hollis. Tank. Thomas, what's up, brother? Uh, chilling. How you guys doing today? Uh, we're doing well because we have a special guest in studio who has been uh, God, uh, a friend of the program for a very long time, uh, went to San Diego with us as the Green Legion in 2009, uh, and Hollis is wearing a tribute hat that made him sweat even more, and a tribute <laughs> shirt. And <laughs> socks. And socks. Oh, he's not messing around at all today, huh? <laughs> Everybody from NBC Sports, always on field during Philly's games. Mr. Greg Murphy, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. This is uh, going to be fun, I think. Yes. Brother, it, Alex, you're looking good. I, think, I appreciate yeah. it. I, I, love, I, used, I love Murphy. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I speak for all the fans, but every time they pitch it to you, I'm looking for something wacky to come from out, out where you are <laughs> in the field. And stuff. I'm wondering how many times you had to duck from, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, what was what was it they were throwing on everybody uh uh, that was getting interviewed post game after. Oh, the Gatorade, well, the Powerade, and the, the whipped cream. The whipped cream, yeah. yeah. It was whipped cream. Is it whipped gum, cream? seeds. We oh, got it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is it whipped cream or shaving cream? Yeah, I think it was shaving, shaving cream. cream. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, you know what? Uh, according to uh, the 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 heavy guy from Jurassic Park, after he shoots the Barbasol on his hand and then puts it on the pie when he's paying him the extra half million dollars, nobody remembers that scene. Newman, Johnson, Johnson. We got Dotson here. Nobody yeah, you cares. Talk about, you talking about Newman? Yeah, Newman. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, pack show tonight. We're going to talk Eagles. We're going to talk Phillies because, believe it or not, pitchers and catchers next month, baby. It might be about six weeks. It might be a little longer, but right now, as far as we know, spring training, everything's on time. So that's what we're going with. We're also going to let Diaz go with a little NBA. I don't know if I'll be in the room when that takes place. I mean, <laughs> might be a perfect time for me to drop a deuce. I don't know. Uh, oh, I'll be here for it. Uh, okay. we, were, we were going back and forth on Twitter last night. So. Nice. Yeah. 
Do me a favor and send Javon Curse a nasty message on Twitter, will you? <laughs> I don't even know if he's on Twitter. Uh, if you got to drop a deuce, you should probably hold that for the Eagles segment. I would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't want to drop deuce. We want to raise. Oh yeah, we want to <laughs> lift up deuce. <laughs> Uh, and then, actually, because Zach's not here, I'm going to head off our Flyers conversation, believe that. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the upcoming games. We've got four. I want to know what everybody's take on Wild Card Weekend was. The new pumped-up Wild Card Weekend that the NFL brought Super. up. Yeah, I, I, that was going to be my first uh, topic on Kick-Ass or Jackass because I don't have time to write it, but we have everybody else doing some Kick-Ass or Jackass. We might throw that in there. And uh, I, I'll be honest with you. Hey, the more the merrier. And the only thing that I can say I wish would take place is that the NCAA would follow. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, everybody, please rate, review, subscribe, download to Green Legion Radio on iTunes or Google Play by searching for Green Legion Radio. You can also just do the simplest thing, which is to download the iHeartRadio app. Then you can pick up all three shows, Ice to Shorts, Winter Sports, Get tagged happy hour. Those haven't been fun recently. <laughs> oh my God! You and I have gotten blasted the last two Monday. Yeah, we were pretty, pretty. We Wait, do you get down to Costa Rica and the heat starts setting down? Uh, man, it's brutal. Yeah. At, at some juncture, I, I often stop sweating. Okay. <laughs> Only after I push you in the pool. Yeah, pretty much. Those are all <laughs> uploaded on foxphlgambler.iheart.com. By the way. Nice, nice. Thank Check you. them out. Check them out. And, of course, the flagship show, Green Legion Radio. We hope to possibly be adding a baseball show coming up uh, uh, sometime around April. Hint, hint, Murph. <laughs> I, I hear you. Anyway. I hear you. <laughs> uh, and uh, our, our condolences or, or best wishes to for a speedy recovery go out to our host, Chris Sack, who is not in studio with us tonight. He is actually quarantined in his attic right now. So he doesn't get around his kids or his wife. He does have the vid, baby. He has the vid, but he will be good. He's getting better every day. And uh, we wish him the best. We know he's listening right now. So you're a d- for getting the COVID. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? No. Right no. Absolutely not. You're fired. Oh, it happens already. Six minutes in. It's- All right, everybody. Green Legion Radio is brought to you, of course, by Bud Light. Thank you, John Dorenzi over Penn Distributors. Stateside Vodka, that's premium distilled vodka right here in historic Fishtown. MCS Construction Services, the largest residential contractor in the Philadelphia area. COVID-accepted protocol drinking from The Next Sip, thenextsip.com. Hands-free drinking. They're also great for parties and little kids. Check out thenextsip.com. All the Cavanaugh's restaurants, Riverdeck, Headhouse, Renton House, and University City up at 39th and Sansom. And, of course, all the beautiful ladies over at Delilah's that Tank and I will not get to go to because I'm leaving on Friday. I know you're upset, baby. Are we going to be okay? I'm going to miss you. I'm not going to see you for about a month. Yeah, I know. It's, that doesn't actually, that doesn't make me that doesn't actually, make me happy. Actually, thirty four days, six hours, and seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and on that note, house. What happened this week in sports history, and what happened this week in Hollis history? Well, today is January the fourteenth. It's the fourteenth day of the year. There's three hundred and fifty one of these puppies remaining in two thousand twenty one. That is. I'm going to start off with some uh, national holidays. Today is National Kite Day. And hot pastrami sauce. Oh my God! I could tell Whoa. Diaz to go fly a kite. <laughs> yes, you could. And hot which is a polite euphemism for <laughs> a lot of things. You want to see so many things. And today is also hot pastrami sandwich day. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Now we uh, could order we could order those right now. Uh, that would be uh, delicious. Yeah. This not pastrami sandwich. Day. Hey, and a, and a Reuben is not the same with corned beef. I'm telling you yeah, right now, it has not. to be pastrami. Yes, yeah. it does. You, you are correct, sir. Can I just interrupt one? Sure. Yes. Only if you speak up. I have never had pastrami. What? Oh, oh she's never had pastrami. Mm. I'm going to go to the events. The events are uh, special events today. The events are NFL divisional playoffs when the Eagles were heading to the Super Bowl. Oh. Wow. So we start off in 1980. Ah, Dallas. Uh, one, of my one of my favorite ones, my esteemed colleague, Wilbur Montgomery, busting through the line for that long touchdown. 32 run. yards. Yes, 20 to 7. Eagles over the Eagles over the Cowboys in 1981. <laughs> Number two, 2004 playoffs, divisional round versus the uh, Minnesota Vikings. 2004. Yes. Oh God, that was, was Dante Culpepper. Yes, we we beat them 27 to 14. The uh, the uh, and then the first one was uh, and the next one was 1981. Uh, not 1981, 2018 rather. We was playing against the Falcons. And I put the special a uh, special event in here because it was a year it was a year after I was ousted. Was a <laughs> there it is. And he's not bitter about that at <laughs> all. I'm not bitter about it, but the Eagles lost to the New Orleans Saints 27 to 20. Oh, is this 2006? Yeah, 2006. Uh, that was the year. I had 150 I, people down. This wasn't the same without you. Well, yeah, I was with, I was with the Saints. Then. Oh, yeah, he was with the Saints. <laughs> I was with the Saints. Uh, and, I, and I knew the, play, the first play of the game was play action fake and try to go deep. <laughs> so I had a couple of quick birthdays here. Uh, 1968, uh, LL Cool J. 1969, uh -huh. <laughs> 1969, Jason Bateman. I pull, I pull, one, I pull one old, uh, old reference. Ozark, one of my favorites. Right. That's coming back. Soon. It's coming, yeah. it's coming back soon too. It's, I pull, uh, I pull out Mark Goodson. Today is Mark Goodson's birthday. Do you know who Mark Goodson is? Mark Goodson. Yeah, from Price is Right, right? Price is yeah. Right and Family Feud. Is yeah. and he was born in 1915. Oh. Rest his soul. And uh, and also there's a, a Clarence Carter, 1936. Uh, the singer, the soul singer. I thought he was a saxophone player for Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> if you find some Clarence Carter songs, you'll know what I'm talking about. All exactly. Right. I'm sorry. And that's I don't I'm have enough soul in me. I'm working on it. <laughs> so, um, well, one of the stories I was going to tell about the uh, the NFL divisional playoff rounds, uh, which I've had a, a bunch of opportunities to play in over my career, and it's like it's one of the uh, I think it's one of the best times around because you actually you actually get to. See who's gone. You, you're like part of the elite teams. You've already got rid of all the all the fringe people, the people who kind of lucked into getting there. And you, you get there, and it's actually, especially being here, being here yeah. in the divisional round, the Veterans Stadium was my favorite place to play with the divisional rounds. At. Wow. And uh, what were you smoking today? Uh, I wasn't, not too much of anything, but <laughs> but it's a what you but you you forget how forget how that that was actually home field advantage then. It was because you guys knew where every thread was off. <laughs> well, not only that, the fans they made they made it the home field advantage. When you get to the when you get to the link, it's, it's becoming that now the link is starting to become home field advantage. But the vet is like you you knew if you was on the opposing team when you walked in there. Not not only was you in for a, a, a fight, but you was also in for the most tough talking to by the by the youngest kids, the youngest actually Eli Manning, a nine year old, telling them where to go. <laughs> and uh, well, I, everybody everybody talks about uh, sometimes why is the link not louder than the vet when it holds more people? Well, the vet was it, it, it's just it was a round stadium, an oval stadium. It was it, there was no place for the sound to go. Right now, as 
the Eagles had built up the, uh, the the flight deck and the Bud Light deck, and I'm sorry, maybe I'm not supposed to talk about that. John Dorenzi, I'm sorry, I'll call you tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but as they've uh, patched up those holes yeah. in the sides or in the corners, it's become a little bit louder. However, it's never going to be as loud because there was simply no place for the sound to go. Everybody wants to know why Seattle yeah. is one of the loudest stadiums in the world. It's really simple. They put a freaking roof on it. <laughs> it's not a dome, but it's close. If anybody's yelling up, yeah, that thing is bouncing off the top of that stadium right back onto the field. And it's also one of the reasons why the Superdome is one of the most difficult places yeah. to play yeah. in the league. I can remember there's only two times that I can remember, three times, that I can ever remember a sound in a stadium being so loud and so acoustically uh, engineered improperly. I don't know if that's the word I'm going to use. Uh, when uh, we opened up two years ago against Washington down in their stadium, there was about 5,000 seats that these knuckleheads in Washington sold in the lower level underneath the second level, underneath the club <laughs> level yeah. to Eagles fans. Like when, when you can no longer hear what's going on, it's just <laughs> that's what you heard. And that was once in Washington and twice. In the Superdome, Superdome, both during playoff games that we lost. Yeah. I, I would throw Minnesota in there too. Yeah. In the no. dome, that that the playoff game, the Eagles uh, in Minnesota, well, I guess that was 04. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that was as loud of a football stadium that I've ever been in, involved in. That was it was ridiculous. And then, and their new stadium, not so much. Yeah, in the new stadium, probably not so much. But the the loudest game, the loudest game that I've ever been took part of was the reopening of the dome. Okay. We opened up the dome. Actually, that Minnesota game that you're talking about. It was here. No, that that in 2004 was here. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the one in 2008 when you guys, when we made it to. Could have been 08. Yep. Well, I know. Yeah, that, that, was the, that was the first run. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. We went Minnesota first. Uh, Giants. Giants. Thank yes. you, Diaz. Giants and, and then to Phoenix. Right. When Trent Cole mm -hmm. will go on record and say those sons of bitches pushed the field out. And wet it. And wet it. And then brought it back in after but, practice, and didn't tell us, and didn't tell, didn't tell the team. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Some teams, some teams will do that. They'll wet, they'll wet the field up before before the game, and won't and won't allude it to you. So, is that, but but the uh, the last part, the last part of that was, I was disappointed with the opening of Lincoln Financial Field, uh, because of, just because of that same reason, it was too much, too many places for the noise to go, so you right. couldn't really get a gist of how the uh, of the energy from the fans. I just wrap that that stuff in cellophane, man. <laughs> I'm building it. Yeah, it's like it's like wrapping a chafing dish in an outside tailgate, 20 degrees, with tinfoil. Mm. Heat has nowhere to go except up. Yeah. You can leave the top off that all day, and that food's still going to be hot. Good, the good, man good. does it all over. Uh, uh, I'm filled with amazing. Like Bill Nye, the science guy. I'm <laughs> not talking about food. Between that and pastrami. <laughs> 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 I'm filled. I'm filled with magic that's only useful 16 days out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one, this one, this one I have for you in history and uh, in my in my history and uh, the history. I think Diaz has something to say. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just saying. I was just saying with the uh, with the vet. Yeah, the sound had nowhere to go. But there was also another strange phenomenon. If you were sitting in the upper level. The flies and the trash didn't either. You would just be sitting up there, and you would look out in the center, like, you know, center field or whatever, and there's just flies. You're like, 
eight stories up in the air, just like kind of congregating up there. The vet was a great place. It was beautiful. Unless you've been, <laughs> unless you were in jail. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down below, not so good. Yeah, yeah we all know some of those people. That's okay. Uh, so uh, let's move on to kick-ass or jackass because yeah. we only have about five minutes left in this segment. We haven't even gotten any Eagles. Uh, since I only have one this week, and then I'm going to pass it on to uh, and Diaz. I can still hear you a little bit, but it's a lot better. I appreciate the bathroom, Matt, but pretty good. All right. Uh, kick-ass or jackass? Uh, Murph? In case you didn't know, it's simply kick ass or jackass to you. We go around the, the, got the, the panel. I got it. The new wild card weekend of the NFL. Oh, kick ass. Like you said, the more the merrier. Kick ass. Yeah, kick ass. An extra, extra weekend of playoff football. Sign mm-hmm. me up. Yeah, kick ass. Uh, it's still, but it's still let, left one team that should have been in out. Like they were like 10 or 11 or 6. Hey, you know what? Too you got you to you win a certain game. Too bad. Go to hell, go to hell, Giants. Yeah. <laughs> DS. Kick ass. More football always. Yeah. yeah. Then I'll say this. Four-team playoff scenario in the NCAA. Four-team? Four no. Four-team. The current four playoff. Team. Oh, uh, Jack, yes. Needs to be more. Thanks, Sam. Pay attention. No, sorry. I was reading. Are you, are you going to talk on the microphone tonight? I'm going to go with jackass. <laughs> I'm going to stick with kick-ass because it's so much better than it used to be, but it's getting there. Interesting. But, so I'll stick with kick-ass if they, if they expand, I'll take it. And that's the first segment with Greg Murphy uh, dancing with the stars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to dance. Jackass. <laughs> I say jackass. College football in general is jackass. The 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 band, the cheerleaders, the the tailgating, that's all hey, great. But the, hey, the games hey, stink. They're hey. five hours long. It's Alabama every year. Get rid of it. Um, and you're a little too close to your mic on that. That's great. I'm <laughs> loving that. But uh, get them riled up already. Don't don't ever say anything bad about the cheerleaders, bro. I didn't. I said that's great. Oh, you said that's the great part? Yeah, tailgating is great. The band is great. The, the mascots, it's all great. But the games are five hours long. Okay, you can come back to your microphone a little bit more. You all right. Just, yeah, you just went subatomic <laughs> on us. Oh, God. We're working with new equipment, everybody. Don't worry about it. We'll get it. We'll get it. We're getting there. All right. All right. Who else has something for kick-ass or jackass, Kyle? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Um, sticking with football here, taking a bus tour of Las Vegas with Josh Jacobs. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely jackass, but mainly because if I'm in Vegas, I'm gambling. Yeah, I'm digging right in, baby. Uh, I'm gonna have to go jackass because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm gonna go jackass too because I've been to Vegas. I don't need Josh Jacobs to show me around. Kick ass, <laughs> kick ass. If you can live through it, it's probably baller time. <laughs> Live life on the edge. Yes, uh, I, I'd say jackass. Although he didn't get charged for that or whatever. No, he didn't know. get charged. Yeah, it's crazy. No, it's just you know, how he doesn't have an, uh, an excuse. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my next one. I don't know if you guys know this one, but uh, it's an NHL one. Having a Vander Kane as your financial advisor. A Vander Kane is an eleven-year vet in the NHL, and he filed for bankruptcy uh, mm. recently. He's twenty-four. And some change million in debt. Well, that's jackass. Sounds yeah. like Javon Curse. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds uh, pretty jackass. Sounds Kurt Schilling ass jackass. No. Oh. Oh. Nice work. Ah, he went to Boston. <laughs> Screw I know. him. I know. 
Uh, you said NHL, so jackass. Yeah. <laughs> and since Zach isn't around to defend, NHL, jackass. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> All right, now I got I to gotta grind some gears with Diaz here. Hold on, though. Is this kick-ass or jackass? Oh, this is kick-ass or jackass. Yeah, I know, I know what's coming here. We were going at it on Twitter the other day. I know what's coming. And it has to do with field goal that, attempts. Huh? No, that'll be my last one. All right. <laughs> well, let's start with uh, Brooklyn's new big three. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Is it going to be successful, kick-ass or jackass? I'll start with Sam. Oh, um, I don't know that much about it, so I'll go jackass. Okay. I'll say kick ass. It's they're going to have some issues, but they'll be all right. Uh, I'm going to say jackass. It's not enough balls to go around. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, note that. Yeah. No, that was fun. Um, I would still, if uh, the, the foundation of this entire uh, big three, if you're Kevin Durant and you want to leave Golden State, there's a Problem yeah. right there. Right. I mean, uh, if, you know, Steph Curry. I, I don't know what else you need to say. Uh, makes no sense to me. Jackass. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say kick ass. There is going to be so much drama in Brooklyn this year. There's more drama with the Nets. Uh, we got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. Oh man, it's going to be the best show on TV. Yeah, I mean, you see how it worked out for the Thunder, and the only nuttier person than Russell Westbrook's Kyrie Irving. So I'm going to go jackass. <laughs> All right, so wrapping your head around the fact that Ben Simmons is a role player. Oh, that's kick-ass. <laughs> uh, that's jackass. That's got to change. Uh, for the money, it's jackass, but it's kick-ass just because just you brought that up to stick in somebody's craw. <laughs> ben Simmons gone, jackass. That's, that's, a, that's a jackass t- statement in and of itself. He's not a role player. He's a he. He's just not a role shoot. Like model. He's, he's playing a role, model. A role player. That's, you don't know what you're talking about. We'll keep the, we'll continue this on Twitter. I got two more uh, kickass or jackass NBA themed. I'll go now that, now that James Harden is going to be in Brooklyn. Uh, kick-ass or jackass, the New York City area strip joint business. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll go first. Make it rain on them. (laughs) Uh, Hollis, that's not one of the options. Perfect. (laughs) I'll echo what uh, Hollis just said. (laughs) Kick-ass. Super Sam. It was hidden, oh, and I would I say it was kick-ass for sure. Yeah, uh, I think it uh, might reboost the entire country's economy. So, <laughs> well, is on it, that, is it, the Mar- is it the Margaritaville episode of South Park? <laughs> <laughs> we got one more here, more business. Uh, now that James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant are all in New York, New York City area sports psychologist business. <laughs> That's mean. Well, uh, I'd like to take that one first. Uh, kick ass, provided they can go to the one that Ben Simmons is going to. <laughs> I'm going to go kick ass. Kick ass. Kick ass. Yeah, kick ass. <laughs> All right, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Yes.
Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. My name's Quibby. I'm alongside Hollis Tank Thomas, Greg Murphy, Super Sam, Kyle slash 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 The Gobbler. <laughs> and of course, shut up, Diaz, in Conchahawk and quarantining with his old lady. What did she do? Three weeks, yo. Three weeks? Three yeah, weeks. two and a half weeks. Are you serious? February 2nd. It's a Here we go, baby. Daddy time. Are you going to be in the delivery room? Uh, if I don't pass out, I will be in the delivery room. Yeah. I was about to say, man, you just ruined it for me. I was going to say, I hope you pass out. Oh, no, I will. I, I pass out. Blood and heights. I can't take it. I'm out. <laughs> and she's taller than you, so we get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, listen, we, uh, we spent the first uh, segment shooting the breeze, and now let's get into it. It's, it's, it's time to... Uh, Time to time to talk about the what is it? What do you, what do you, what's that expression? The monkey in the room? The, the elephant. Yeah, elephant. Elephant in the room. room. Elephant in the room. Yep, I'm sorry. Um, wrong monkey on your back. Elephant in the room. Is there any other stupid animal? Well, not the, 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 monkey, the monkey on your back is when you're trying to get over something. The no, elephant, I know that. The elephant in the room is uh, the obvious. The thing. obvious. I the obvious that. thing. That's you really can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah, but, you can, but you can't make him throw a deep ball. <laughs> Man, we are linguists here, aren't we? We just got all the vocab. We are right, right back. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Smart. Everybody, thank you for joining Fox Sports together. One hundred two point five FM Green Legion. All right, everybody. House. Yes. Quick question. What's up? Who's the happiest man in Philadelphia this week? Uh, Mr. Middleton. <laughs> John Middleton. <laughs> yes, he is. Sorry, Greg. We had to get that out, bro. Well, it's yeah, I get it. You know, everyone's focused in on uh, some other things at this point, which is which is uh, good good for the Phils. He's off. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna actually ask Greg this question okay. first because uh, you know every every question that I'm gonna have uh, in this uh, in this segment pretty much could be directed at you entirely. Uh, but let's not do that. Let's get Diaz in on this. Let's get Murph in on this. Murph, all right. Obviously, you're 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 a baseball guy. Everybody knows this, uh, and but you're also a Philly guy, South Jersey, and you're 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 a fan of all Philadelphia sports. Yeah. Uh, three years removed from a Super Bowl victory, I think I, I I know I said it. I said I'd sell my soul for five years to make sure we won. Yeah, Everybody did. did that. Everybody had their own internal battle with whatever deity they believe in <laughs> before that game. And I think we're all paying for it right now. But did you think three years removed from a Super Bowl victory that the state of the team would be where it is right now? Absolutely not. It's it's really kind of remarkable how quickly it all kind of fell apart. And and fell apart with the same group of guys, you know, that are in the room. And and that's what I think is hard. Except to for one, I'll assume. LeGarrette Blount. <laughs> LeGarrette Blount. Sorry. There's, well, that's a solid point. But, you know, it, it just it, – it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that uh, the guy that brought a Super Bowl championship to this city for the first time ever uh, is, is out of his job three years later – I'm sure he had a lot to do with it there at the end. You know, I think it was as much of him saying, you know what, I'll find an opportunity elsewhere at this point and, 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 you know, kind of show you that maybe it wasn't me, but it's just remarkable. It started with Carson and the way that he played this year. I'm a Carson guy. I, I, and I believe he'll be back, 
But you're not. I guess not. <laughs> not <laughs> I'm I'm with, yeah. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Side chatter. Sorry about that. So, Greg, uh, Hollis is a uh, Josh Allen guy. So, And you've been muted. <laughs> but here's the, you know, the guy played at an MVP caliber level, uh, you know, is two years ago. Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. And and to fall apart the way he did um, this year was, it was hard to watch. But then you add in everything else. So to answer your question, yeah, I'm very surprised. I'm surprised where the franchise is right now. I'm surprised at the, the events of the last couple of days because I really thought they were going to be able to figure that out. Who knows? They got they got big decisions to make. They got have to make the right ones. And I asked you this question kind of as a setup, and uh, I hope you don't take any offense to it. Uh, this, and I, uh, Hollis, I can't believe I didn't, I didn't, uh, are you all right over yeah, there? Well, that spider web you're working yeah, on? Sorry about that. Good things. Um, I feel as though this current Eagles team is very representative of a 2012 Phillies team with a lot of aging players with contracts you can't get rid of and can't stay healthy enough to perform at the level in which they were originally uh, 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 purchased, in which their original contracts were signed. And in other words, it's stale. It's not stale. You're you're talking. I mean, I can compare Ryan Howard to four players on the Eagles. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's a pretty accurate comparison to be honest with you. You know, I think it's pretty uh well agreed upon at this point that maybe the Phillies organization held on a little bit too long uh and and waited too long. Okay, stop there. Rainbow. Stop there. Do you think Howie is doing that with some of these aging players or is it a product of the fact that he's not been able to draft enough yeah young talent that he has to go out in the free agent market and spend that much money to bring it. Yeah. I, I think it's a combination of two, but I mean, Hollis can, can talk about this better than anybody, but you know, the drop off for an NFL player can happen so quickly and, and, you know, age and, and the way your body gets beat. So Diaz. Well, you're stepping on my topic because I was going to compare these two teams, the, the Phillies of, you know, a decade ago to the Eagles. And the big difference was uh, in, in the two is the, the Phillies were the had the best record in 2011. They were going for it and winning, and they had and they kept getting better in the regular season. Playoffs are a different thing, but you know what? They were trading guys to pick up the uh, you know the the the, the extra player here and the, you know the Hunter Pence. Well, like hey, they were trying, and not every move worked out. Roy Oswalt, they 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 sold a lot to do that because they had a chance to win. Now the Eagles have been getting progressively better. Making the playoffs, anything happens in the playoffs, baseball too, it's a long season and all those disclaimers. But the thing was, is when you sell to, to win, um, you know, they, they, there were still good vibes. I, I'm the guy that said that they should have traded Chase Utley and Rollins in 2012 because they had nothing coming up, which is where the Eagles are now. But the Eagles, like, the Phillies weren't dysfunctional in 2012. They were losing, and everyone was kind of up in uh, Ruben's face. But we, Charlie was still the head of the locker room. The leadership that was there on the team was there. We just didn't have any new blood. They were five years older and all that stuff. So, you know, with this, is, it's similar with, like like you say, like we've got, um, you know, Fletcher, and you want to compare that to Rollins or or or, or Howard or, or Utley or whoever, or Ch- uh, Cole Hamill, whatever you want. I wasn't even going to bring up Fletcher. I'm bringing up Brandon Brooks. I'm bringing up yeah, yeah. Uh, Lane Johnson. I'm bringing up Jason Peters. Right. I'm not bringing up Fletcher. 
The only thing that happened with Fletcher is I think Howie went out and had to get Javon Hargrave and Malik Jackson to assure everybody that Fletcher Cox's contract didn't look so freaking stupid. Right. There's the, like the one, the one, the one th- big difference too is I just, you know, I don't want to use some cliche, like I'm disgusted, but Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl and they were crapping on him out the door. These leaks every Sunday morning to, for Chris Mortensen's reporting this and, and Doug, look at, look at these coaches that Doug wanted to have, you know, like this is, he, he, he meant, he meant a lot to the franchise. And if it's not a, a thing, there's this stuff happens behind closed doors in every sport, I'm sure. But like show some class as he's leaving the door instead of like, look at these coaches he wanted to hire. Dave Fipp, give me a break, you know, like, and that just didn't happen with the Phillies. <laughs> They had some mutual respect of everyone involved, at least publicly. I'm sure there's disagreements, but you know this. It, like this is a this is the worst job, worst job uh, of the seven openings. They're cap strapped. They have no young guys. Howie wants his coaches. His coaches are done. Like it. It's just it, it's it's maddening uh, how inept and dysfunctional. Dysfunctional is really the good word for hey, the Eagles. Hey, right listen. Here. Uh, EA Sports is not a sponsor of Green Legion Radio yet, so don't bring that up. <laughs> and, and, and we, you, you put your 76ers in there too because they were they were god awful uh, crap show for quite some time. Uh, but, but when you look at the grand the grand scheme of things, uh, you, you guys have mentioned everybody except for Carson Wentz. You, you mentioned Carson Wentz, but you mentioned him in a, in a lovely life, which is cool. It's like, but he didn't win that MVP. You know why? Because he was injured. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, and he's been going into downward spiral every since. And, and to titillate anything besides critiquing him for his play, yes, he's a nice person, uh, apparently. But apparently, I heard he was a, a jerk too. Hold a- on a second. No, 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 no. no. Gonna- you didn't read the run sheet. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you what I, I'm giving you. The no, time. you're not allowed because I want to actually bring that up as a topic okay. for you. Okay. Cool. Uh, cool. Diaz, anything else you want to say on this? Because no, gonna- I, I do like the comparison between the two championship teams. It's just the Phillies kind of fizzled out, but everyone still loved everybody, and there was this respect uh, between all the parties. The Eagles, it's like everyone's sniping and biting at each other. Um, it, it's it it. It looks like we got a long way out of this. All right, and let's keep uh, let's keep in mind we have a short period of time left on this break before we have to start talking about some other topics because I know everybody needs to get theirs, Diaz. Um, House, yes, sir. In thirty seconds or less, mm-hmm. has more control of this team to pass to Howie as a result of this? Uh, yes. You think? Yes, I think I think a lot of control has been passed to him. I don't know what the unhealthy relationship with him and uh. Jeff Lurie is, but he continues. He continues to he continues to be in the midst of everything, and that's the reason why you're only going to get a coach like Doug, who who, who had no place else to go, and that's what you're going to keep getting here. So, Thank you, and, and Greg. Just so you know, uh, we've been a proponent for the last couple of weeks of talking about an unhealthy relationship between Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, uh, whether or not you know. It, it, again, polite euphemism, but nobody understands why this guy has had such a long leash. Three uh, head coaches. No, it does head coaches in, in, hold on. In eight years. In eight years. Okay. Um, so, you know what? Here at Queen Legion Radio, we're, we're not afraid to talk about sensitive topics. We're not afraid to give a little edge to it as well. But we're also going to be respectful when we can. When we can. Uh, we feel what? as though, no, we, re- we really feel there's an unhealthy relationship. Oh, yeah. Between owner and general manager, um, as Hollis has reported, 
through a conversation he had with Joe Banner. Joe Banner mm-hmm. said that Howie stabbed yeah. him in the back. Those are exact words. All right. We don't know what that is, and, and Howie's been there since he was 19 years old. Yes, 19 years old. And how he's what forty now? So he's been well, here 40, two decades. 40, 40, 40, 40. All right. So we don't know what's going on over there, but uh, we do want to know. We want to know, and I know you're raising your hand, but no, even more a, importantly, because no, okay. we're on a time frame right now. Okay. You're not allowed to speak freely. Oh no, it wasn't we're four here. minutes right okay, now. Good. All right. Good. Sorry. <laughs> you you know what the hardest leash is? <laughs> yeah. That, you know that bulldog collar doesn't fit. All right. So Carson wins. Over Doug here. We all agree this sends a bad message everywhere. It resonates among anybody that's looking for a head coaching job. And you're right. You said exactly what I was going to ask next. Who would want to come here unless they don't have another place to go? But more importantly, I want to know what you found out about Carson Wentz and what the rest of the team thinks about him over the last couple of days. Well, over the last couple of days, a lot of people, a lot of people um, I know a lot of people on different social media platforms that still work for the Eagles, uh, and some players, some in staff. And uh, the consensus was uh, that some of the players were asking, some of the players and were what? Were asking for, for, for Hertz in week four. Week four. Week four. Oh. And the other things were, you went and this and this part kind of like ticked me off a little bit because I I, and I talked to Quimby about this also about treating the people who who serve you and, and do your food and stuff. I got some people from never bitching the people that serve you your food. Exactly, I got some. some I got some if, you, if you ever saw waiting, you know. I got some information from people that work working the, in the suites and stuff about him and his uh, significant other <laughs> being quite the <laughs> jerk. I can't say it because I'll get flagged by our producer here. But it, there's a South Park episode that has a great anthem. Called Buggers and Moon. <laughs> Buggers and Moon. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, be, care- be careful the way you treat the people who serve you. Because it, because you, uh, oh, but, but to get back to what I was saying, it, it was some uh, some rumbling, not even rumbling. They came out and told me on on, uh, on direct DM about about him being a jerk. And him and his wife, and they're not, not approachable or, or nice or anything. And, they, and, they, and some people, they also work for the Phillies as well. So in, in the sweet so it's like we, we hey hey you're not allowed to throw Murph under the bus. Hold on a second, hey, I'm right here. Right here. <laughs> Breaking: <laughs> Greg Murphy hates Carson Wentz. <laughs> Breaking: Greg Murphy calls Wentz a, a, a jerk. <laughs> jerk store. But, but, but to put a bow tie on what I'm saying is with other with people other than the people who work with you. Thanks, Diaz. Murphy won't be coming back. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> but to put a bow tie on what I was saying was when it come, when people come out and, and then work for you and do things for you and say you're a jerk, that's as a, that's how you look at a person and their character. Because you know I don't judge them how you treat me. I don't, I don't judge how, how he treats me. I judge how he treats the person that's waiting on them. Next question. All right. Here's the deal. You just said Carson wins. All right. And there's so many things I want to talk about here. I don't know if we're going to get to them, but I'm going to try. But if Carson wins, all right. And we're not going to talk about the financial responsibility that's been lifted off of Jeffrey Lurie's shoulders because it was a lot easier to get rid of Doug than it would have been to get rid of Carson. All right. But if you're committing to this, all right, if this is what we're seeing, and I want to throw this one to Diaz. All right. If you're committing to this right now, I believe you have to trade Jalen Hurts immediately. He has value. 
And you just said, you just said, this is my guy for at least the next two years. For at least the next two years, Carson is going to be the quarterback for this team. Do you really need Jalen Hurts? Diaz. This is the problem, though. You're saying you just made that decision. No, you didn't. You made that decision when you signed him to this stupid long deal that's now they, they can't get rid of him. And the problem is, is that, they're, like like Hollis said, is if there's players in there that wanted Hurts in, in week four, let's just say, great, yeah, cool, you know what, let's make it easy. We're going to trade Hurts. There's going to be people in that room that will be like, we this is stupid that with this Wentz guy like he 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 don't got it he doesn't have the emotional intelligence or whatever you want to say the leadership like they didn't make the decision now because they got rid of Doug they're stuck with Wentz they already made it last year and that you trade Hurts he's got value what what are you going to get a fourth round pick what are you going to get I think you're, you're going to get a second and a fourth Probably no second. for Jalen Hurts get out of here he played four games he was a second round pick no way no way. The, the, you'll get a third, maybe. Sam, what's it costing us to keep him? Hurts seventy million dollars. Oh, hurts no, nothing. No, no, nothing. Nothing. He's not going anywhere. Do you really want to have the quarterback controversy on your back? I feel like we're always going to have one. Yeah, I got you, Lincoln Riley. <clears throat> All right, let's do this. <laughs> we're going to take another break. Uh, and Diaz, appreciate everything that you just said there. So much so. That as we go to break, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. This song goes out to you. Sports the Gambler 102.5 FM Philadelphia brought to you by Bud Light. We are not stopping with Eagles conversation right now. We do have a lot of topics to get to besides top of the hour, everybody. Greg Murphy is on the hot seat, baby. Greg Murphy is on the hot seat. We're gonna talk a little it gets hotter than this one. <laughs> Sorry, sir. It might. It might just get a little bit. But um, so Let's let's finish our conversation about the Eagles. Besides Lincoln Riley, we're getting there. I just want to add it to it. I, we're getting there. I got you. Hold on, baby. How long have we known each other? Good things. My, we're my, in each other's heads already. Right, okay. It's disturbing. Yes. You can always find me in the drift. All right. <laughs> we're Pacific Rim, my friend. All right? There's an uncomfortable relationship between Quimby and Hollis. <laughs> that sounds like it. I, I think I think uh, oh, he has a little jealous. Well, and the best part is since we're using. Zoom, my sound drops still work. Because the good news is you're fired. <laughs> An hour, that's pretty good for me. Yeah, that's because I forgot how to use the damn thing. <laughs> anyway, so we agree that he gave the quarterback more say in what takes place in the coach. We agree that it's basically a duct tape fix at this point, removing Doug Peterson. It doesn't financially, it's a smarter move, but does it really help the team? Maybe a little bit, but you're still not getting to the root of the evil. Uh, so who are we looking at as possible head coaches? We have a defensive coordinator from San Francisco that we've asked permission to interview. Uh, who, I got to be honest with you, a fantastic candidate. Love him. Can, fantastic. I, I don't even know his name. Uh, Salah. Salah. Is it uh, Roberto? Robert. Robert, Robert Salah. Robert. 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 
Roberto. He changed his name to Roberto. Roberto. <laughs> and the pressing question on everybody's mind this evening. Oh, I missed it. You suck. No, you suck, sir. I think Gorilla would escape from the zoo and punched you in the eye. No, Mama. He, the fight continues. <laughs> um, and I understand Lincoln Riley, yep. which... Apparently, Hollis has very good things to say about. Uh, well, he's a, I feel like he's a good coach. And uh, I don't know if you remember who his quarterback was just a year or so ago. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Mm. That's what well, you guys were talking about. I, I think Carson won to a certain extent. But it, it, interviewing him and giving him what he wants, I think that because he's not a professional coach and he, he may want to come to the professional level, it might that might be the next step. Exactly. And it might be the, the safe move even though – and here's the deal. Look. Let's 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 be honest in this entire equation. All right. If you get hired as a coach by the Philadelphia Eagles and you get fired, the immediate uh, my resume is going to say hi, Craig Chinoski, Quimby, owner Green Legion, coached Philadelphia Eagles, and the next line is Howie Roseman was my GM in <laughs> 72 size font, calibre body, bold. All right, about as loud as you could be. Pretty much, yeah. In the face, in the face. What's that fired with an asterisk? Number two, basically. Thank you. Yes, in the face. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't, I don't know at this point if you do yourself any injustice by taking a job to get to the next level, and that might be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say if you're a college coach. Any NFL job, if, if you want to, if you want to jump to the NFL, any NFL job is your dream job. They're not, you might not get the, the cream of the crop from the NFL right now, based on the situation here in Philadelphia. But if you're a college coach that has dreams of coaching in the NFL, and they come calling, you're taking that job in a heartbeat. Right, right. I agree. Yeah. And, then, and then the only the only thing I, I, I see Lincoln uh, maybe maybe why he stays is because he's got a good little woman. He's got a tremendous there, and they and they're going to pay more. And, and remember. Uh, you know these college coaching jobs are not paying less exactly than no. NFL coaching jobs at this point, and you don't have to deal with egos. You don't have to deal with divas. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, I know two of them. <laughs> Javon Curse, Terrell Owens. How you guys doing? <laughs> and, and if you do have a, a diva in your program, right. you know he's going to be gone in two years. You know, so exactly. it, yeah. it makes yeah. it a little bit easier as well. That, that turnover is there um, in college; it's built in. So makes complete sense. Murph, bring a lot to the table, baby. <laughs> Love it. Well, in college, the coaches are the divas. That's who the divas are. The coaches are. Well, hold on a second. We just look at an Alabama coach and we say that automatically. I don't know if we agree, but <laughs> well, look who's in the divisional round right now that uh, Lincoln Riley coached Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. See ya. Go to the NFL. He was <laughs> in the ass in college. <laughs> I, I I can't see how Lincoln Riley would ever. We just said we were going to trade Jalen Hurts. Is Lincoln Riley going to coach Carson Wentz? Like that? It's just. It's not. It's no, not no, going to. He- he is. If you, they offer him this job, he's, he's taking it. <laughs> he, there's no doubt about it. Oh, my God. Hold on a second, Diaz. You can argue with me. You can argue with Hollis. But are you prepared <laughs> to argue with Greg Murphy? I'm prepared to argue with anybody. And, 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 and Murph, and, I love you. I love you on the show here. But uh, 
Uh, yeah, Are I you guess. Are telling so, me like, that if Lincoln Riley gets offered this job, he's going to turn it down? Because he's going to take one of the six better jobs in the NFL. Why oh, okay. would anyone want this well, job? That's, that's fine. But what if he's only offered the Eagles job? He's taking it. I maybe, maybe. Oh, come on, no, Nick come Saban's on. been Nick Saban. <laughs> Nick Saban already went up. He already tried it up. If Lincoln Riley has one opportunity, he's taking it. I I mean, he—it's possible. Or you could wait for a situation like Jacksonville, where you you start fresh. You've got oodles of cap space. You're molding your own top quarterback. You don't have you don't ever have oodles of cap space, you moron. You have to spend ninety percent every year. Jacksonville, I know, but Jacksonville has that money. We we don't have that money. What uh, what frustrates uh, me is what, cap, what oodles of cap space means about twenty to thirty million dollars. No, they have like eighty. Eighty million. You can't have eighty million. Yes, you, you, can, carry, you can carry it forward. You have no. to spend ninety percent per year. You Sorry. can carry it forward. No, no you, you can't. This isn't some stupid movie with that <laughs> kid from the Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> what? Yeah, the uh, uh, last Boy Scout. Uh, no, Pay It Forward was the movie <laughs> uh, with that stu- with that kid who I see dead people. Which oh, Diaz six, might be part of the Walking Dead six, staff. Six, 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 six cents. Thank you. you. Anyway, all right. So next question. I want to pass this to everybody. I'm going to start with Murph. I'm going to go to Hollis. I'm going to go to Diaz, and I'm going to go to Slash, and I'm going to go to Super Sam. Do you think Doug wanted? His release papers. I think by the end, I, and look, I'm I'm basing my opinion off of what I've read about the situation. I think by the end of that meeting, yeah, he did. I think he was like, "I'll get an opportunity elsewhere. It, it's fine." Last year, last year when they uh, fired Mike Grove after he said that he was keeping Mike Grove, and he realized he didn't have as much uh, as much control over his staff as he wanted to, because there was a, a in the meeting that in the meeting. There was some there was some things said about uh, promoting with from within guys that were uh, not doing well currently as as up with other coaches. So yes, he was, I think last year you wanted to be fired. Yes, uh, of course he wanted to make his own decisions and um, he wanted his own coaches. The, the coach said or the owner on the way out said that the diff- the, the the the. The difference in us is that uh, Doug is going to try and coach for short term when we're looking long term, which means Howie's going to be here for long term, and Howie's the one to put that roster together. So we're we're burned for another two or three years. It's 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 ridiculous. He's telling us that we're going to lose next year, and maybe twenty twenty two will be better. I don't know. You know, it, it's it's just all around depressing. Slash, yeah. I mean, he even came out and said he's at peace with what happened. Uh, I would be too, but. I think he yeah. came here $8 million as a, dollars for sitting on your ass. Yeah. He came here as a disciple of Andy Reid. Matter built, of fact, I'd go to Costa Rica. Yeah. <laughs> he be, he oh, came here as a disciple oh. of Andy Reid. He built a name for himself. His resume is built up. Uh, and as Diaz said, why not try to go to the one of the six better situations? Super Sam. I don't think he's going to get one of those situations, but I do think that he was ready to go. All right. All right. I think whatever he did, <laughs> it's awesome because a he's not here anymore. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. Here's the conundrum. All right, and we have two minutes left. One minute, real quick. Yes or no around the room. I feel the conundrum is that Howie 
didn't feel as though he should have enough control because he's not experienced enough or did well enough on his own to prove that he deserves that. Does that make any sense? Ask the question again. Yeah. I feel like Howie didn't give Doug any room for making decisions because he didn't feel like he was worthy of it. Agree or disagree? I mean, I I guess based on what we've seen, I would agree. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to agree. I I agree, mainly because he didn't get to the staff coming here. I, I would agree, and it makes me sick because I'd rather not have the experience than have the experience and be a failure at it the entire time. And Howie. you're the one that's yelling at us that we have less than a minute. Diaz? Uh, I sort of I, agree. I, I don't think that he, did, he didn't have respect for, for Doug. I think he just thinks he can do everything better. Howie thinks he can do everything better. He can manage the medical staff. He can manage the coaching staff. He can Obviously, manage the... you don't understand a minute left, you son of a... I still got 20 seconds. No, you don't. Shut up. No, you don't. All right. <laughs> Everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. At the top of the hour, Mr. Greg Murphy and Philly's Talk. We'll be back right at Career Expo. Everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. We appreciate you joining us at the top of the 8 o'clock hour right now. And thankfully, we have a special guest in studio right now who has been here for the last hour, if you haven't been joining us. Mr. Greg Murphy from NBC Sports, Philadelphia Phillies broadcast team. I don't know exactly what to say about your resume, but because uh, I know everything's kind of been yeah, well, it makes you add former to what you just said. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I hold on a second. Just so you know, none of us here consider you former. Well, no, thank you. For thank you. Uh, yeah, joined the team in uh, 2012, uh, which was the year we were talking about earlier, and uh, was with the team through last year. So uh, it was it was a blast. But it was with NBC for 20 years. So what, what, what were you doing before that? Before NBC, yeah, I was with the uh, CN8. Yeah. You remember? Yes, CN8. Yeah, oh, wow. CN8. Well, yeah, that's why, that's why I asked him. I remember seeing eight, so I don't know if you don't. Oh, my God. You have sunglasses on right now. I just put them on. You look like a horse's ass. I know. Good thing. <laughs> you can't tell the, the lights on me. <laughs> no, I'm finally getting the, the – the, yeah, because they're almost the same color as your skin, man. I know. <laughs> so uh, you were with CN8 before. Yep. Uh, this is oh – God, you, you're back in the days of – Leslie Goodell. Oh, and, sure. Well, yeah. Uh, so, you know, Leslie and, and Neil Hartman. And Neil Hartman. I interned for Neil Hartman. Oh! That's how I got into <laughs> Neil was a uh, mad respect for oh, Neil he's, Hartman. He's, yeah. he's one of the best guys and a great talent. And, and uh, yeah, he got, and then, you know, fast forward 15 years later, I'm sitting next to him on the anchor desk uh, at NBC, which was, which was always fun. So um, it was, I, I've said it a thousand times since uh, I heard the news that I wasn't going to be coming back to NBC, but. You know, twenty years in Philadelphia covering sports. Sign me up. It was it was yeah, it was a great right? time. So well, uh, I, I, if I have any say over that, um, this will uh, that will will have not been your last year. <laughs> well, sir. I hope you have some say. Then. No, no, no. Uh, we do. <laughs> he <fun>. doesn't <laughs> <laughs> like you do. All right, somebody mute. Somebody mute Diaz, please. Um, so. 
you have been an integral part of, and when I say integral, I almost want to say intimate, which, you know, can be misconstrued in so many ways. But as far as the one guy who is reporting Philadelphia Phillies news, whether it is as it happens or prior to, you're the guy that's closest to every single player on this team. And I don't necessarily want to mean that emotionally or, sure. or, 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 you know, conceptually, but physically. Mm-hmm. You have been – look, every time the face is changed for the Phillies, like who was the player of the game, who did this, who hit the, uh, the, the, the game-winning dinger, who was uh, the best pitcher, uh, whatever it was, it didn't matter. You are the most consistent face of Philadelphia Phillies games. Well, I, I, I can I can pay you to um, to, to I got D gun. I feel I feel like when I when I'm looking for something when I'm looking for something from from uh from the actual players. I feel like you you're the guy to give it to it. You you're there after the game and stuff and, and getting the guys right off the field and then and then doing. He's on top of this yeah, more than anybody. Well, I well I told him well, I I enjoy because when I when I'm watching the game at home. And, I, and they'd say, let's go to Murph. And I, and I know you're going to be doing something. Oh, my God, every time weird. they say, let's go to Murph, I, I go like this. <laughs> I know you're going to either be doing something weird out there or have some type of baller-ass snack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did gain a lot of weight during the, the season. The best food. <laughs> well, First of all, being compared to Gunner is a, is an ultimate compliment. because well, I do, is it, No, because, because you're done with the players. Yeah, it's a similar as, role. And, as, and, well, as a, and I know the players probably think of you the same way. It's like, when you come from the game, if you if we get an interview from you, then we know we did we had a good ass game. So and, and, and you, you you earned it, man. Well, thank you, thank well, you. You guys, I'm, I'm blushing. Nah, come <laughs> on, brother. Uh, not only are you revered in Philadelphia sports, but uh, from a Green Legion standpoint, I, I, mad respect for you, man. You did more for us than you could possibly imagine, and. Uh, that reverts back to what was it, 2016 or whatever, when we were in the the bleachers yeah. uh, in Chicago, and and you came out and and I I forget the premise. Somebody was uh, just somebody had just recovered from cancer or something was going on, but it it, it didn't matter, man. You guys opened, uh, you guys came to us with open arms, and you have always been an amazing supporter uh, of what we do. And, and personally, you know, we could, everybody has their own Murph story. You know what the best part about being you is? Everybody has their own Murph story. My Murph story. No, my, 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 my own Murph story is, man, I, you, you've done a lot to promote what I do. And I can't thank you enough. Well, remember before I was doing NBC or before I was doing the Phillies, I was traveling with the Green Legion. I, I came out to San Diego. I forget what year that was, but I came. 2009, baby. There it was. And then I, and I also <laughs> went to Chicago yep. for, for a Cubs series before, again, before I was with the Phillies. Um, I think that was maybe 2010 or 11. Maybe. Oh, God. Uh, but that it was one of the first ones we yeah, ran out there. That was it, fun. It was terrific. And, uh, you know, so uh, I'm, a Philly, I'm a Philadelphia sports fan first and foremost, always have been. So, uh, you know, hanging out with the, the other other folks is a lot of fun. We appreciate you. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. So let's get into this right now because uh, apparently every time we start talking, we realize we talk too much. <laughs> we. Uh, yep. 
before uh, – oh, my God, I'm about to mute Diaz. Uh, I've got five questions by, uh, by Sack okay. or from Sack uh, that we are going to ask you here. But before that, I, I want to give you a, an open forum here uh, just to talk about what you know taking place or what you think might take place with Major League Baseball, not necessarily from a Philly standpoint. Give our uh, our listening audience a perspective on what they might see in the upcoming months. Are we going to start on time? Will pitchers and catchers show up? Yeah. Will spring training start on time? Everything right now is supposedly you know right. ready to go. So open forum right now for you as long as you like, my friend. Please. Well, you know, and, and again, um, I'm getting this information probably the same way most folks are at this point. I mean, you know, the commissioner came Hold on a second. You don't have to say that. We can actually cut that out and go back and say, <laughs> yo, man, I'm getting this from my, my inside guys. <laughs> yeah, okay. Your yeah. Steve colleagues. Yeah. Well, I, I think the, the the reaction right now in, in and around baseball is we, we still don't. We don't know. We really don't know. I know what they want to do. Well, I know what the the owners want to do. I know what the players want to do. And I know what the commissioners want to Why do. Why don't you tell us yeah. what that so, is? So I think the owners want to play uh, in front of fans. And, you know, that makes obvious sense. The, it was a financial hit for sure last year, not playing in front of fans. So right. so the owners want fans in the seats in some level. Uh, I think the commissioner's office also wants that because it makes the teams healthier. The players want to play 162 games and and get paid for 162 games right. because they only got paid for a shortened season last year. Correct. So so we're back to where we were when they were negotiating the shortened season. If if somehow in you know we're able to get to a point where it's deemed safe that, that fans could be in the ballpark come April 1st, we they start April 1st. You know, that's that's the goal I think in everybody's mind where there might be uh, some problems is if the ballparks in certain cities are not allowed to have fans or not opened up the ownership if in it's those not cities, consistent yeah, across the board yeah, the ownership the ownership in those cities are going to say well, wait, wait wait we we're going to wait if it's june 1st we'd like to wait to june 1st to play in front of fans and and obviously both sides feel very strongly about their positions and it's going to be a matter of, of we still don't have an agreement no? for this upcoming season there is the premise right now, as as given by the commissioner yesterday, is be ready to start spring training on time. Be ready to start baseball on the opening day, April first, or whatever it is. Uh, I want to ask you a difficult question. Bring it. I don't believe uh, this will have any adverse or uh, or positive impact on your hiring. How do you feel about this commissioner? Because if you ask Sack. Our boy about this. Hold on. Be prepared. Yeah, duck, because there's a few haymakers about to be thrown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say about the commissioner. Uh, no thank you. I wouldn't want the job, quite frankly. I, it's a difficult job. Hold on a second. We might be able to make that happen. <laughs> Not on the- Everybody, Greg Murphy, baseball commissioner. Uh, can I bring my buddy John Cruck along? Because he likes to he likes oh, the yeah. commissioner. Hold on a second. Yeah. Co-commissioner? Yeah. I would do co-commissioner with John. I would definitely do that. Um, you know, look, it's a difficult situation. You're talking about, you know, billions of dollars that you're trying to negotiate on both sides, trying to keep two very different sides happy. You're trying to, in this situation, trying to keep them safe. So, you know, 
do I think that Manfred has done everything right? No. But do I think he's done a lot of things right? Yeah. And and I think you probably could say that about most commissioners. Hold on a second. If you guys are both to say this is his next episode of Dancing on uh, <laughs> no, 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 I was going to say, I, I was going to say, uh, what has he done right? He He's certainly done things right. I mean, the game continues to us. Too open-ended. We don't have a lot of time. I know we don't have a lot of time, but I just want to – it's, it's got to be one key point that he thinks he's done right. Well, I, I don't I, think he's done would, a damn thing right, but – I would say this. The, 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 before COVID, the, the teams and are, are very healthy financially, and they continue to get better and better. So he's doing something right now. Tell that to the 80 Phillies employees that were like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Diaz, remember the text message I sent out earlier? Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, again, I don't want to get into that. But, but a lot of no, no, I'm, I wasn't going to. What, what I'm saying is, is that before COVID, you know, Major League Baseball is, is healthy, very healthy, and that that's that's a fact. So I would give you have to give some credit to the commissioner. Not point. him, no. Hold on, Excuse hold on, me, hold on, hold on. Chatter. I just, uh, no, you. Okay. You're going to get muted if you keep it up. Um, I just would like to speak for Chris Sack right now, and he sucks. <laughs> Everyone can have their opinion. No, yeah. it wasn't. Hear the sucked. music, please. I'm going to dance now. Right? It wasn't. He sucks. Well, he I sucks. I don't. I don't want you to dance. But it was like, oh, it's kind of, it's kind of like uh, uh, everybody, uh, like had Roger Goodell on the back. But it's like he, this stuff was set up before you got there. You, you, well, you okay, but you can't you, have it both ways then. So that you can't blame him for. For everything that goes, he on. said the World Series trophy was a piece of metal. Probably not his finest moment. Agree. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm Did satisfied. you get that off your chest? I'm satisfied. All right. Good. <laughs> Let's do this. How much time do we have on this segment? Uh, we got about eight minutes. Oh, good. Where does the time go? No, no, no. Oh my God! If we keep doing this, we might not have to listen to Diaz talk about the NBA. Oh, I want to listen to Diaz talk about. Uh, there we go. Well, you got right. Pokemon. So I have five questions for you. Okay, Greg. Uh, from Chris Sack. First one is, Aaron Nola is proven to be a stuff. Oh, my God. These are the longest questions I've ever seen. <laughs> just read it, man. No, man. Hold on. Aaron Nola is proven to be a stellar major league pitcher during the course of his career here. However, his performances in September have left little to be desired when his teams have needed him the most the last three years. The excuse used to be, well, Cold it's the end of a long season. He only pitched for two months last year and still looked like he ran out of gas. Are you beginning to worry about Nola's ability to become a true ace and become a true big game pitcher? Uh, no, I'm not. And and I and I will answer this because I know Aaron pretty well, and and I know I see him on a daily basis, and I see the work that he puts in and what he he continues to do to try and improve his body. And and you know, the house will tell you he's you have teammates that that work, and you know they're going to continue to get better. Uh, and you have teammates that don't. Aaron's certainly one of those guys that does. So um, no, I think he has proven that that he can dominate at this level. Um, he obviously. Took a step back the year after his his outstanding year in eighteen, I guess it was. Um, and I, I would throw away the COVID season. It it's just it's you just can't measure. You know, they they prepared differently. They got they got ramped up in March, then they had to bring it back down. So let's let's give him this year to to get back to two thousand eighteen form. The worst part about this entire response is I had to list, I had to watch an animation. <laughs> Uh, of Hollis. Yeah. I don't know what the you hell agree you agree I, I, I was agreeing with All you. All right. I was agreeing with Hold you. Hold on. You're not allowed to agree or disagree right now. You don't have enough time. So we got to get through the second. Wrapping it up. 
No, you're ramping it down right now. Yeah, hey, hey, will you mute him? Yes. Yes. <laughs> See? Doesn't matter. Regardless of how much of a superstar. I got another bottle out there for you. Don't worry about it, baby. Question number two. Uh, on that, uh, Aaron Nola. I don't think anything that he does looks like he is anything other than sleepy. <laughs> Honestly, his body language, how big he is, how he uh, steps up to the mound, how he delivers a baseball until he finally uncorks that out of his arm. He looks lazy to me. Yeah, but he's anything but. But he's I mean, anything I mean, but. Yeah. We, we've seen athletes yeah, like that. Yeah, 100%. Athletes. It, it, it just comes easy, easy to me. Question number two. It appears that the Phillies are still in on free agents JT Real Muto and Didi Gregorius. As we see every baseball offseason, things can happen fast, and we can lose out on both. If we do miss out on both of them, do the Phillies go through free agency to fill those starting spots? Or are we looking at Gene Segura moving back to shortstop and a full season of Andrew Knapp behind the play? (laughs) And in case you didn't hear that, you just heard our producer slash go. (sighs) Okay, so so here's what I'd say about that. First first of all, I've been on the record uh, back in October, November, different interviews that I've done. I I really believe that JT Romito will be back. Really? I do. And, And I will say this. I will say this. When the Mets ownership changed, I got a little concerned because well, I did think that the Mets it, were going to. It's too late now, right, right? So, so, so now that the Mets are out of it, there, you know, I, I, I think the Phils are the, the best fit. I know, I know the team wants to keep him. Uh, JT is is obviously weighing all his options. He's listening to everybody, and he has a goal in mind for what he wants to do to set for the catcher's position. So he is, he is. Trying to stand, stand firm. So, okay. So yes, you well, know what? Screw I, this Andrew Knapp uh, uh, conversation and out of the DD Gregorius, whatever. Question for you because we have yeah. literally three minutes that we have to get through this. Um, did you feel as though there was some uh, uh, discontent, malcontent? I, I don't know what the word is. Uh, 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 negative vibes between camps with the fact that the Phillies didn't speak to JT Riomuto's camp at all during this COVID season. And in this particular regard, we can't consider this a wash. We can't consider this as an Aaron Nola, uh, you know, no, don't I worry don't, about a season. This is a season before JT became a free agent. And this is a guy that you have to have on your roster. Yeah, I, and I would agree You with cannot that. let the best position player and a guy – hold on. This is the next uh, – he is. He's the next Mets catcher, right? I'm talking about – come on. Piazza? Yeah. Oh, Mike oh, Piazza. Okay. He's the I, next I, I, Mike Piazza. He's a guy that not only will throw out 90% of your players stealing second base. 95. But he's the guy that's going to bat cleanup right. for you. Look, there's no hey, argument. How do you let this guy? What do they how call do you it? Not a, have a, com- a five-tool player? Is that what they say? Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and as a catcher, that's it's an oddity because he had speed to the mix, and 
you know, he still how do you, how do you, how do you, how does, how the does, question is, how do you let a guy like that go? Right. Why I, was there no conversation? Well, I don't know that there was no conversation. I, I think there were some conversations and then there was conversations that said, you know, we're not going to have conversations until the season's over. Um, and that, that happens all the time in sports. So I think what you, what fans have to know is that the, the organization wants this guy back and, and they're, you know, they're doing everything they can, I believe to try and get him back. Um, so both sides have to agree on those terms and conversations are being had, you know, Dave Dombrowski's new in town. He's only been here, what, about a month. Uh, and he's had conversations with real like that, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would say this until, until we hear else that he's headed somewhere else that I still believe the Phillies are the leaders in the clubhouse to get him back. We're going to go extended on this segment right now. Okay. And we're going to shorten our next one. Okay. All right. Um, outside of the three in our starting rotation, it seems the only other starting option the Phillies have currently on their roster is Vince Velasquez. Uh. Again. And the often injured Spencer Howard. Do you know if the Phillies had their eyes on any signing of a free agent veteran starter to round out this rotation? Well, that's an easy answer. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, good. Let's move on. Just been outside. Question number four. Uh, Zach, love you. Any of these supposed low-risk, high-reward bullpen moves the Phillies have made so far this offseason enough to make you forget the 2020 Phillies bullpen? Well, again. He uh, said after that, yeah, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and look. 2020 Phillies bullpen is is behind us. I mean, you got you got to forget about it. You got to hope that they're doing what they can to build a better bullpen. You know, the conversation is very obviously. If if the Phillies have a better bullpen last season, they make the postseason, and and the conversations are different. They didn't. The bullpen was atrocious, and it, there's no there's other no way, other word. There's no other way to describe it. Uh, we watched game after game fall through the cracks. So. Again, Dombrowski is in town. Uh, Sam Fold, the new general manager. These are these are bright guys. These are baseball guys. They're they're doing what they. We're can. like we're liking what we're seeing. Yeah. So you got you got to there's safety in numbers. Bring in these arms and see what you got. Last question, and then we're going to go on to questions from our social media, which Sam is not prepared to do. No, I'm half prepared. Hold on a second. <laughs> If you're going to do that, microphone. Half prepared. Microphone. I'm only half prepared, too, so we're fine. (laughs) Question number five. What are your expectations for this season? I see them as no better than a fourth-place team, and that's only if the Marlins take a significant step backwards in 2021 from last year's growth. So, in reality, they should finish in last place regardless if they bring back JT or not. They don't have the pitching depth in the rotation or the bullpen to compete for the division title like the rest. Okay. Uh, as of right now, January 15th, yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. They don't They don't have JT Romuto resign. They don't have Didi Gregorius. They don't have replacements for either of those guys if they don't sign them. Um, I'm not as concerned about the rotation. I think the rotation is pretty solid. You have three pretty good guys at the top. And then, yeah, yeah. So, you know, hey, a year ago, we're talking about Spencer Howard being a number one. But is, is Zach Wheeler going to be here considering he was just offered on the market because the Phillies are broke? I see. I don't believe any of that. <laughs> and, and nor should you. 
Okay. You okay. Know? okay. So, so, so I had to throw it in there. Yeah. Thanks. But but so here's what I would say. A nice stance. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. Um <laughs> as of right now, look, the Marlins, yeah. I mean, the Marlins, they surprised all of us last year. And could they do it again? Absolutely. The the Mets got better. That's true. Um, but you know, the Phils were right there and with a better bullpen could have been uh, a playoff team yeah. a year ago. So if they get those pieces back, and that's a big if, but if they get those pieces back, there's no reason to think that they can't be in the mix. Well, well, Murph, uh, I was uh, I put I was put to ask you this question because everybody else was not paying attention. Thank you, panel. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. I'm gonna throw, I'm, I'm gonna lob you a softball. Good. What is your favorite What is your favorite place to eat? In, in the in Citizens Bank Park. Oh, well, oh, don't do this. That, that's not a softball. That's tough. There's so Hold on a there. second. You know, Slash is ready to gnaw my arm off, man. <laughs> yeah. I brought up pastrami. And starving. It is pastrami. It is natural pastrami. So many, so many great places. But I will, I will say, last year, um, was it last year or two years ago? I guess it was uh, when they added Shake Shack. That's been, it's uh, <laughs> been a go-to for me over. The, yeah, I like, that's I like impressive. To, I like to take this special time to thank the people at that Shake Shack for providing me with tender burgers, fries, and shakes, the, the uh, black and white hey, shakes. All listen, the time. listen, Mr. 5,000 calories a day. <laughs> hey, they, hey they, saw, they saw me. Besides, between them and the Chick-fil-A guy, I always have my meals. All right, let's do this. Dwayne the Tank Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Just when I'm ready. All right, everybody, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back. we got more Murph with Phillies. We're going to talk about the NBA. Yeah, we are. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what the best part of you being here, Murph, <laughs> is Diaz didn't say a damn word for almost 20 minutes. Well, Murph has a lot of good, positive things to say. Hold on a second, real quick. Hold on, hold on. Thank you. Diaz, yeah. hold yeah. on real, real quick. Yep, you're muted. <laughs> All right, everybody, Green Legion Radio, Box Sports the Gambler, 102.5 FM, brought to you by Bud Light. We'll be back right after this. All right, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. I don't know if everybody can hear me right now. We were a little behind on the eight ball there. Sorry. I was trying to order pizza for everybody before we uh, – I realized I, I – Really shouldn't try to multitask anymore. <laughs> All right, Murph. Yeah, real fast. Yep. Uh, closing segment, sixty seconds. What you think about the NL East, the Phillies, and what might take place this year? All right. So the NL East is uh, one of the best divisions in baseball. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, you've got a, a, an improved Mets team that, that we thought over the last couple of years were going to be in in the mix and they haven't been able to i think they will be this year the nats are still very good they're they've got a ton of talent and um you know we know what the braves are as well we've seen what the braves have done over the last couple of years and and the marlins are approved so the phils have certainly their work cut out for them they are not in a division that you can take lightly and depending on how this season breaks down you might be playing your division again more often than than in the past that said, they played very well against the NL East. Interesting, ago, interesting uh, uh, <laughs> topic or uh, remarks right now. Right. Because when we talk about hockey yeah, and how they've broken up these divisions now based mm. on uh, regions, wow, we're going to talk about what the Flyers have to play against uh -huh. in the 
East. It's no longer. Uh, no, no. It's the Mass Mutual NHL yeah, East. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, Bert, continue. So I would just say that, uh, you know, a lot still ha- is going to be determined based on who's on this roster. Uh, obviously, you're a better team if you have JT Real Mutual on the plate. You're a better team if you have uh, Didi at shortstop. Um, although, you know, you might be able to to find a, a, another shortstop out there. Trevor Story's, you know, been rumored to be available. So I think we have to wait and see, you know, it, spring training hasn't started yet. So the rosters aren't set yet. And uh, I think if you get those positions filled, no reason to believe the Phils won't be in the mix. You are, I'm an optimist. You are, optimist. you are glass half full, even though your glass is now half him. <laughs> I am very much glass half full, Kevin Guy. Diaz. Yep. Uh, thankfully you have not said a word in about 25 minutes and that makes everybody, including the panel happy, but we need an NBA update and a Harden update and a Simmons update and a COVID update. And we need you to give that to us now. Awesome. I love talking NBA. Well, the NBA is a mess right now. It's ridiculous what's going on here. Um, they're getting ravaged by COVID. They're changing the rules. It, it, I don't see how it's going to work. You know, uh, we can assume, let's just assume that the players are doing pretty much everything they're supposed to. There's one-offs like crazy people like Kyrie who might not be, but you know, they're instituting these rules. Now they have a cool off period. That's a cool off area. When you come off the court, Sorry, Diaz. Keep going. Oh, it's <laughs> you move off in the back. You you can't elbow uh, give high high elbows to people after the game. Um, just to, you know, pe- people think that oh, that's because they're going out and partying. Most cities, everything's shut down now. Florida's open. New York is closed. Florida's open. Uh, Texas is open. There's not a whole lot of places they can go. Some restaurants are open and stuff like that, but. Just to kind of think about it here, let's talk about just the Sixers. And this is every NBA team, but because they're playing this condensed schedule with more back-to-backs, in the span of 11 days, going last week through this weekend, the Sixers had two days in New York City, two in Philly, then went down to Atlanta for a night, currently four in Philly, then they go to Memphis, then they go to OKC. Think about all the different planes and bus trips and hotel staff and restaurant workers and da-da-da-da-da-da-da that they're being exposed to as they run all over the country. And then you multiply that by 30, and of course someone is going to catch this. Of course it is. And t- telling the players that they need to wear you know, wear a mask on the on – the, the, the sideline when they come off, it, it's not going to, it's that, it's not bad. It's not going to fix the problem. Hollis, do you have a rant about this stuff too? Yeah, well, I don't have a rant. I just had, I had a quick question for you. Oh, yeah, sure. I, uh, well, so um, uh, tell, tell us about the, uh, there, was, there was a rule in place where uh, the players were saying they were getting lonely in the bubble. Yep. Now, to, to me personally, if uh, a lot of them keep saying that they want to be role models in this, in this situation, in this situation, the entire country, we, we, we have to stay in the house. And all we need is just a slight bit of entertainment so that we don't kill each other. <laughs> so, That's and, a good and point. So, like so, so uh, tell, because of the, uh, it's, a bunch of, it's a bunch of cases, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But, but, they, but it, you think it's because, uh, I heard one of the rules was they can have uh, one or two people. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get to that. So, so yeah. they changed that for the next two weeks because they have outbreaks. Now, think. Now, I think this is this is a compromise between players and league. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 were like they felt shut in and not good for their mental health and everything. So the the rule going into the year that is now on 
hiatus for a couple of weeks is that when you are in a visiting city, you're not in your home city, um, in your hotel room, you can have up to two guests uh, in your hotel room as long as they are your family member or a longtime friend or business partner, right? So, yeah, Instagram models need not apply, but... So but just, I, but just, let's just say that the players were following those rules. So, that's, minute, so, so if I go to a strip club the night before, that's not I, that you can't do oh, that. Oh, oh, no. oh, let, let me finish. Let me finish the scenario. <laughs> so I'm in her. I'm in the champagne with her, room with her for eight to ten hours. <laughs> so I've known her for quite some time at that point. That's a business partner. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's that, a business mm-hmm, partner. That's a business acquisition, and I'm, and can, I'm on a business trip. You can you can make that argument, but I, I'm just saying let's just pretend they're they're doing everything the right way. That's yeah. f- for the Sixers. There's 15 players on the team. Right. Two two friends or family in New York for two days. Uh, so you could have two like in you could have four total. You could have two on Wednesday mm-hmm. and two on Thursday. Two people in Atlanta. Two people in Memphis. Two people in OKC. It's just like I get it. What well, they're trying to have a a balance with the, with the players in the league. Like I, I understand that, but it's not going to work that way. And one of the things that, that that I you know some people said is you know why why don't the players just get vaccinated? And the NBA is very uh, not squeamish. Steadfast, I don't know. It's steadfast about not jumping the line. Yeah, not jumping the line. But you know what, like. They have money. That's what happens. We live in a capitalistic society, and we've and we've got we have got what the hell happened? I thought we were talking about basketball. We, we, no, we are just what, stop what, interrupting what, me, and I'll finish it. Finish the point. Everybody, Hold side on. chatter. Hold Knock on. it off. Let me say you're, you're the one doing the side chatter here. Hold on. Let me say quickly up. Quibby, he said that the basketball players should take their their millions and jump the lines of the vax of the vaccine and get the vaccine if they're going to be doing what they're doing. Go. I'm just saying we're we're wasting vaccine uh, distribution. I'm sorry. Here. Is your name Quimby? I thought he said me for me to go. I sorry, said Quimby, go. No. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't have that much pride. I couldn't care. Uh, Wonderful. Uh, to be honest with you, um, I find it funny that this particular uh, outbreak uh, mess is part of the NBA. Why? Uh, Shocker, because the NBA has some of the most irresponsible people playing for it. I think that's really not. not, I did not know. No, your your table is, is, is shut right now. All right. I walked away for five minutes to order pizza. You can shut the hell up for a minute. Well, just give me some instances. The instances is how many people were trying to get out of the bubble in Orlando? How many? Louise. That's all we need to know. There's 450 players in the NBA, so let's just say 10 of them are bad. Okay. Let's assume that the first time that there's any bit of home freedom allowed, all right, here we are. I'll make a bet with you. You know what, Diaz, you're going to ask me for specific instances. I'll make a bet with you right now. I'll bet you your entire month salary, which people don't need to know, that the NHL will not see the outbreak that the NBA does. Take it or leave it right now. 
I, I don't I don't even know what the NHL things are. I will say the one thing that the NHL is doing that might be work better is they're only playing the 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 East. The Flyers are just in the East. All right, everybody, and Diaz has been muted. <laughs> I want to hear Diaz about the Sixers. No, I want to hear Diaz about the Sixers too, but I want him to say yes or no on the bet. I'm sorry. For yeah. some reason, yeah. it just won't happen. He, he didn't say. He didn't say it. He's not saying anything. Diaz. I don't know how to unmute him. Diaz. There he is. Gonna be, uh, that's a stupid bet. All right, I, I'm not betting that. I I don't know right, anything good. about the NHL. The the, the reason the, the NHL is a little bit. The NHL uh, thing. All right. Is anyway, continue your NBA talk. How much time do we have? Um, enough for him to make a fool out of himself for the Sixers. <laughs> Go ahead, Diaz. Good, Diaz. I'm with you, Diaz. Come on. Give it to me, Diaz. Diaz. Five minutes. We got five minutes. Come on, five Diaz. minutes. Diaz, five go. Minutes. Come on, babe. You guys done? Oh, really? Oh. I mean, the Hold Flyers on. are on. I can and watch this, the Flyers. And this. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And, and that's the biggest kick in the teeth that we can get. Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually, yeah. man. Uh, Sam. And Diaz, I had a quick question for you. Side chatter. Sam, grab the remote. Put the TV on and let's get the Flyers game on. It's Diaz, over. You understand if this is so oblivious to you or you're so ambivalent to the conversation that you want to watch the Flyers over this? I get it, man. You're fine. Well, I, I don't know. Like, if you want me to talk about the NBA, let's talk about the NBA and have a conversation. If right, you want to bet, uh, I haven't even been here. I heard you were rattling on. That's all I could hear while I was ordering pizza from Pizza Rustica here in Northern Liberties and our good friend Charlie, who owns it. Go. Fires up six three. Game over. Hollis, what do you got? Six three. Hey, Hollis, hey. Uh, you you had a question. Was it Sixers or NBA? Sixers. It was just NBA slash Sixers. Uh, but but what I was going to tell, what I was going to help you out with, with um, the the one thing that we can't control is when you give a, a bunch of young guys money, you can't control what they're going to do and when they're going to do it. And uh, you're always going to have that one guy that you're worried about being there, who's who's supremely talented, but just can't do the right thing. But I, and I, I know where you're coming from, and that's why that's why I'm trying. That's why I'm trying, that's why I asked you the question. I was asking. Yeah, and, so, and so, I, so what, do you, what do you think? Well, you I think, think I, I mean I think that's right. I think there there are guys that are always going to bust the rules that think that either the rules don't apply to them, or in this pandemic they're not going to get sick, whatever the case may be. There's 450 guys here plus all the support staff, and not everyone's going to follow the rules. I think it's probably the same percentages in all sports. All right, I, I don't think the NBA is bigger or lower or anything exactly. like that. The problem with the NBA is like I'm talking about this schedule. Right. But there's all these games. Uh, while we were talking, there's another game scheduled. The Sixers played the Wizards last week. The Wizards had a breakout. The next game, very next day, Seth Curry tests positive uh, versus Brooklyn, and then we're going. And then we play Denver. Denver's coming from playing Dallas, who had an outbreak, and that, and then Miami was playing Boston, and then Miami had a can. So it's just like this, 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 this spread <laughs> because it's a pandemic. Just assume that all the players are doing the right thing, and they're not. It's just it's not going to work when you're going to six cities in 10 days. You're, you're just mixing it all up. Uh, the, the one thing that I think that the NHL and maybe Greg, uh, I, I don't know if you know this about MLB. Are they just sticking with the East or the NL divisions? I think that's a safe. It's not perfect. It's safer than traveling all over the country. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to for the 2021 season. Uh, I'm not sure that that decision's been made yet. If it has, I missed it. But uh, I agree with you. It, it's certainly the safer option. And I think we saw major league baseball be able to navigate it pretty good uh, for the most I part. I thought they did fantastic. Yeah, they did. Well, they did. You know, they had their moments, but 
Um, but for the most part, they did well. So, uh, but again, going forward, 2021, not sure yet. I mean, and then and they're forcing them to play this games. I know. We, yeah, as understand, we're less than a minute before. I know. Us. I see it. But like, if you're watching any of these games for any of these teams, we're we're starting G leaguers. We started two G leaguers. Like, what's the point of even playing seven guys on the court? It's 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 not good for competition. There's no fans there. Just take a break for a week and, and reset. I you know, it, it, it's not going to work the whole way like this. So. Competition was good last night when the Heat had some G leaguers on the court. <laughs> we had we had Dakota Matthias. We had Isaiah. Joe played 44 minutes last night. How much did Gabe Benson put up? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Oh, my God. Hold on a second. Is he the new Pops? Yeah, because Pop, Pops was just asking. Yeah. What are you gonna, he was just, Pops was just razzing. You said, so what are you going to talk NBA? Well, we wasted it with the COVID talk. <laughs> no, no. He was, it was just uh, go ahead. Everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. We have one more short segment. When we come back, we're going to talk a little NHL and your Philadelphia Flyers. Again, we pre-record this show on Wednesday. They're up 6-3 to three right now. Stanley Cup! Here we go! <laughs> Stanley Cup, we'll here right we go, Drew! Right after, <laughs> right after this. We have one more segment before we hit the nine o'clock hour and John Jansen takes over. Everybody, we got to talk a little hockey. Uh, it looks like the Flyers are have won that game. Did I just mush it? I believe they did, yes. They, do, they, they won. Okay. Again, we pre-record this on Wednesday because... There was a mistake right before this segment came on, <laughs> and it was made by me. Every mistake here is made by me. Yes. Um, <laughs> wow. So quick to agree, man. Hold on a second. Yes. I always have Mark Albert. Yes. a couple of responses <laughs> yes. for him. Yes, I'm a foul. Man, you are one pathetic loser. All right. Everybody, uh, let's talk NHL real quick. We got 10 minutes on this segment. Uh, I am not the hockey guy, but in lieu of the fact that Diaz is the only option as opposed to Hollis, I'm you're not a hockey guy. I go to hockey games. I go to hockey games too. Hold on a second. Really? In the booth. Is the, in the what? In the booth. In the suites. In the what? In the suites. In the booth? In the booth. All right. In the suites. In, hey, in the booth. Listen. Oh, my God. In the booth. <laughs> Hold on. I want to, you got to have that as a drop. No, not the booth, but the fact that the reason why Hollis is an expert on hockey is because he goes to games. And I talked to Sack more than Diaz about, about hockey games. All right. Anyway, let's talk about this. And I love hockey. All right. And I make Claude Drew. <laughs> that makes me know less about hockey. Good, good, good. All right. Hollis is muted. Let me All guess. Right. You met him in I April care. on a golf course. Oh, my God. You're about to be muted, too. Shut up. So. NHL, starting the season, 62 games, all right? And what they've done, in case anybody hasn't been paying attention, they broke it up into regions, all right? Canada doesn't even have to cross the border, all right? That's the north. You can bring Hollis up again, even if he promises that he won't talk, which we all know, <laughs> you know, isn't going to happen. And then you have the east, the central, and the west. Now, 
this might sound fantastic, considering even though uh, teams like the Florida Panthers are not considered an East team, they're considered Central. So the Flyers don't have to travel there. But let's talk about their playlist. Holy hell. Okay. Pittsburgh. Buffalo. Boston. Both New York teams. They got knocked out by the Devils. The Capitals. Am I missing anybody? I don't know, but that's right. I'm not looking. I'm not looking it up. And it's a it's a kick in the teeth, but right, Hold on. right, right off the rip. Hold on, <laughs> holy hell! Dude. You want to talk about throwing people in in, in the throw, fire, throwing ten, uh, throwing eight roosters into the pen? <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's go over that again. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Boston. The Islanders, the Rangers, the Devils, the Capitals. What in? Huh, hold Okay. That's fun to me. Now, hold on. <laughs> hold on. This is 62 games worth of playoff hockey every single night. And I have to be honest with you, where I am not, where the Flyers are last on my list. All right. Everybody wants to. There are certain organizations out there that would love to pose me as uh, the biggest Flyers hater on the planet. Yeah, because they haven't done squat. And, oh, that's me. I'm, I'm named twice on that list. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but uh, it was Green Legion and Diaz, or was it Diaz and Green Legion? It's Twitter. It's Green Legion Twitter and Mike Diaz Twitter. So I was named there okay. twice. So I was good. Right. So, proud of uh, it. Our, our, our competition that runs travel wants to put this out so it makes us look bad. Um, I'm still a fan of the Flyers. I just don't like what they've been doing. I, I'm ambivalent to them. All right. I've been because it's so redundant. And I can use a lot of three syllable plus words if you want. Wow. But, but I always want them to win. Of course I do. And what excites me more about this season than anything else is that every game is almost playoff hockey. In this Eastern Division, people <laughs> bigger rivalries. That's what I like about it. It's like when you look at it, it's kind of like it's going to be. It's going to be. Hey, look! Hockey. If I'm the one that's saying you got to watch out, I, there's I, a problem. I, I know, and, and it may be because you're drinking. But anyway, <laughs> that happens every show. Murph, yeah. how do you feel about the Flyer season and this particular division? Well, I mean. Obviously, a good season last year. They've got their uh, their young goaltender, and uh, I, you know, I, I think you got to be excited if you're a Flyers fan about uh, the upcoming season. I I love look. I love the regular season, the full season, playing everybody, going across the country. I, I, that's the way sports should be. But right now, because of the way things are, fixing it like this and playing these teams over and over again, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be outstanding. It really is. Hollis, fifteen seconds. Awesome, That's awesome. enough. That's enough. Sam, have you done anything tonight? Because you look really cute in that chair. Nothing. I've done nothing. All right, good. Honestly, good talk. Well, well, I had an opinion about hockey, but I didn't keep Go. it myself. No, I, I think that we're going to lose something from it. I think we're going to lose getting to see other teams play. We're only going to get on our TV what we see the same 
teams all the time, I think you're going to lose something from it. All right. I'm losing my sure. sight right now. I, I got to move. Diaz, 15 seconds. Uh, I, I, I'm going to have to agree with uh, Kyle on this one on the, with the Gobbler because uh, I think that rivalries will come back. Rivalries will come back, although we're saying this is going to be – it's going to be just like every other NHL season. Everyone's going to be right about 500. I predict everyone in the East is going to be 26, 24, and 13 with the participation points. There's no great teams. There's no bad teams. It's just a bunch of uh, mediocreness right in the middle. So, there you All go. right. Well, uh, I was just pointed this out by – Slash, uh, since Chris isn't here and we do have a $50 per person pool, we have to make picks for this upcoming weekend. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. And right. Chris will update us on the uh, on last week's standings. Yeah, I, do, I, I, do, I really, do I really trust him, though? Sack's probably the most trustworthy person that's ever entered yeah, this room. Yeah, let's be honest. Honest. Hey. No, not only entered. Oh, yeah, definitely Lord, not you. Lord expectations. I would say Murph, but when we were at break, all I can't believe the things that were coming out of his mouth. <laughs> I was insane. Murph, you, I thought you, your reputation Again, was nice in has, town. Yeah, right. step away, a little bit further away from the microphone, and uh, thanks for making sure he doesn't become a permanent yeah. part of the show. Where's that mute button? <laughs> <laughs> He's one of us now. He's one of us. He found out in one show what it took us. Two years to figure out. <laughs> All right, everybody, uh, Slash, you're good with uh, marking these down? Yeah, I'll mark them down. All right, good. Um, I will pick last because I'm assuming Chris Sack's role right now. And, Sack, feel free to email us your picks. Uh, Murph, yeah, uh, you're also going to be included All in right. this, even though uh, there's no fiduciary responsibility. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. You got it. So we'll go with Murph first on everything. Rams at Packers. Just making a pick. No spread. No spread. Like spread. Uh, Packers. Packers, uh, to me, strongest team in the NFC. Sam. Packers. Slash. Uh, Packers. Tag. Rams. Rams. Wow. Yes. Go, Pack. Go. <sighs> God. That pisses me off that you just did that. Well, Because you've been pretty good. In the stretch, I'm sorry. I just, I, I think, uh, nah, Packers. I, I gotta go, Packers. I uh, thank you because I, I win. Oh, thank you. I win. Oh, thank you. I win. I win. I win. All right, Ravens at Bills, Murph. Uh, it's interesting, one. right? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll stick with the the magic of the Bills. I, I think at home they they've got a shot. I'll go Bills. Sam. Bills. Slash. Future Hall of Famer Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills, Ravens. <laughs> yes. Uh, MVP candidate Josh Allen and the Bills. I actually agree with Tank on this one. I'm going Ravens. I think they clammed up in that wild card uh, round. Yep, this is going to be the slow progression of Josh Allen. You get kicked out of the wild card last year. After being up by 14, then you win a wild card round, and then you clam up, and, you know, we'll see next year. Defense exposed. Murph. Yeah. Cleveland at Kansas City. Yeah, I'm going all chalk at this point, but I don't see the Browns pulling the upside. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Sam. Chiefs. Slash. Chiefs. Tank. Browns. Oh, yeah. Ooh. 
I'm rolling, I'm rolling with my homies. Oh, God. Can I switch my... <laughs> <laughs> I am actually going to agree. You put up 48 points against Pittsburgh. I'm going with the Browns, baby. All right. And my favorite game this is gonna be a hell of, of game. the yeah. week. Whoa. And all right, without you even, question. You don't even have to ask me who I'm going with. I know who you're going with. But yeah, Murph, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. I'm sticking with I'm Saints. Saints. Saying. Sam. I will never choose him. The you Saints. know that. <laughs> Slash. There's money involved in the playoffs. I'm going to choose him. I'm going to go with Tom Brady. Tom. Tom. I'm going Brady, too. Go ahead. Good day. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the N.O. <laughs> I'm going with the N.O., too. Uh, the one element go that DS. New Orleans has been denied this entire season is how well their defense has played. As a matter of fact, I will tell you this right now. Yeah, they really shut down Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> He scored nine points. And they I know. I'm saying they, it's not saying anything. And they, and they shut down Tom twice because the offensive line sucks. Yeah, it does. And we can get away with that. Um, uh, you know what? Every time I make a pre- prediction, prediction, uh, every time I make a prediction, it usually goes awry. Uh, however, I think New Orleans stomps. Their playoff hopes. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's going to be confident in the pick that they make there. Does anybody know what that line is? I believe it's three and a half. Three and a half. So, absolutely. How are you getting three points for home field advantage when there's no fans in the stands? It's still travel. Yeah, it's still travel. All right. Are we finished? We are done. Awesome sauce. Everybody, I would personally like to thank Greg Murphy for being here tonight. Uh, My man, you are a consummate professional. And, and and honestly, one of my favorite people well, in the city when it when it comes to uh, Philadelphia sports, the Phillies. It, I'm sorry if there's any uh, reference. I don't think of the Philadelphia Phillies without thinking of you. Well, thank you. I appreciate and, uh, that. I hope that goes a long way with you doing something with the team this year. We know the NBC thing is, is done, and that's a travesty. But uh, you know that. You've got six people uh, that will absolutely be great references for you if you need any more. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun, guys. Uh, you guys uh, do it right. It's, it's a good time, and I really enjoyed it. Diaz, good luck with the uh, the impending birth as well. Uh, Thank you, sir. I appreciate you're it. You're welcome. And the voyage. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate Anybody it. have anything they want to get up their chest? No. Just Diaz. Diaz, go. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have $77 million of cap space available for 2021. And our friend Louise down there in Miami, your, your, your joke of a guy, Jimmy Butler, afraid to play in Philadelphia on Tuesday night. He better be playing tonight on Thursday. We'll be seeing this right here, but he's afraid to play up here. Jimmy sucks. You suck too, Louise. Uh, everybody, Fox Sports, the gambler, 102.5 FM. Green Legion Radio is always brought to you by Bud Light, get tanked happy hour on Monday. You know. I'll be doing it from Costa Rica. Yeah. Wow. And you and I will be having fun on our stream yard. Uh, Tuesday, Ice to Shorts Winter Sports with Zach and Diaz. Hopefully, Zach is back in action. Zach and is back. Huh? 
Zach is back. Yay. And uh, as usual, we, we will pre-record Thursday's show on Wednesday from 6 to 8. We appreciate you being here with us. Again, Green Legion Radio, signing off.